You're listening to episode 17 of the Divine Nobodies podcast. Stay friends. Thank you for tuning in to Divine Nobody's podcast. I'm your host back again, Eric Ajna. I'm joined by the luminous Jennifer Lynn. Hi, Jen. Hi. Good to see you. Nice to see you too. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be back. We had a really, really amazing show last week. We did. Yeah, it was we fun. We took a really, really deep dive into the Akashic Records. <laughs> yeah. We even learned the words to the intro to our theme song. We did. We How did. about that? Did you get a chance to listen to that? Yeah, I did. It, it was, was good. awesome. We had yeah. a moment. We did. We had a moment. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely good times. How was your weekend? My weekend was interesting. Really? So, yes. So, you know how I was crying about not being able to go to Burning Man? That's right. Yeah, yeah. We talked about that last episode, too. Well, you know, the universe delivered. Yeah, so, it listens. It listens. So, yeah. Transformer blew up about seven houses down, and really? we had no power for the entire weekend. No and it way. was over, over 100 degrees inside our house, like, for three days straight. We had no electricity, no Wi-Fi. We didn't have shit. So we had the generator to run our refrigerator and that was it. And you looked at Jeremy and you're like, Jeremy, there's only one more, one thing that we have to do at this point. Just strapped on animal onesies and had a party in the backyard. Yes. Yeah. So you guys did have to, you guys had to sleep in the backyard. Right? Yeah. We just slept in the backyard because our room was like hotter than the devil's dick. I mean, yeah. it was hot up here. That's hot. It was hot. Because so, it was hot and then there's like that level of There's hot. that level of hot. I couldn't even hot. imagine because last, this last weekend was one of the hottest, right? Oh, it was. Yeah. It's like 114 where I was at. Yeah. I think people maybe closer to the valley were at like 120. Yeah. It was triple you know? digits for sure. And that was the first time I saw in that, the sort of the, the weather thing on the phone that it was like unhealthy breathing conditions. Like, yeah. what is that like? <laughs> well, I can tell you what it's like to sleep in the backyard um, unplanned. And that wasn't fun. In an animal onesie? Yeah. So we had the dogs and uh, the guys were working on the pole trying to get the transformer yeah. back up and they're working all night long. I felt bad for them. Yeah. But the dogs would hear them start talking or banging on something and then they start barking. So I didn't really sleep in the backyard. I got cat naps yeah. in the backyard. Yeah. Cat naps. Yeah. Hey, but you know what? We're, we're going to make everything right with this episode. Yeah. Because we have a very, very special young lady in with us today. She's actually been reading tarot for almost five years, professionally reading for a year. She works with many different clients. She's an intuitive and also channels. She's got a lot of these really amazing channeling abilities. And she provides tools, clarity, healing, and insight when reading, whether that be through relationships, traumas, inner child work, even past lives. Ooh, we talk a lot about I like past, past lives. Life stuff. We're going to dive deep into the past life stuff that may be playing out in this lifetime. So everybody, thank you. And let's welcome Mrs. Uh, Victoria, Tyler Victoria. <laughs> Hi, how's it going? How you doing? I'm great. I'm great. I'm happy to be here. Oh, we're happy to have you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for coming all the way down from the Costa Mesa. Costa Mesa was a far, far, far drive. Yeah. No, it was good. It was yeah. good. Minus the fact that there's a lot of chaos going on in the world. Um, yeah. Passed by an accident. So... Oh, wow. Yeah. I imagine, yeah. I mean, you're an intuitive type of person, so you naturally you're probably yeah. very empathetic, too. Totally, totally. So, it's especially like, right now in the world, I imagine there's a lot of energy that you're feeling. Oh, my God. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. There will be days where I just need to completely decompress, and that is a part of my own personal practice is... Mm -hmm 
having that downtime for myself just to be able to recharge um, no matter what. Yeah. So what what are some things that you normally do to compress and kind of ground your energy? Gosh, it could be super simple as like literally just sitting. Like when I first wake up, I know you're not supposed to still be in bed, but I stay in bed and I'm just like, you know what? I'm existing right now. Try not to look on my phone. Just check in, check in. How am I doing? What do I need right now? How does my body feel? Um, Is there any tension anywhere? What can I do to relieve that? So on and so forth. It could look pretty endless. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, you know, start starting my day, cup of coffee and um, I like how you say just existing, just existing, because yeah. that's sometimes that's what you need to do, yeah. especially yeah. when I mean, I can tell both of you guys are individuals that came here for soul involvement. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why you chose to participate in this lifetime is the existence that you are. But there are people out there that literally their life purpose is just to exist. Yeah. 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 So if I could have a taste of that. That'd be cool. <laughs> and then I'll do all the work, you know? Yeah. 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 You got to have ways to ground. Yes. I mean, you're, you, especially when you're a tarot card reader. And I mean, of course that encompasses a really large realm of things yes. because automatically you're in the realm of just intuitive healing totally. and channeling work. So when you're around so many different types of energy, mm-hmm. I imagine you kind of have to do a lot of clearing on yourself. Yes. Right? Yes. So that it's so true it's so true and i like to say like when i start reading it's like a light switch that turns on Mm -hmm. and so it's like being this vessel to essentially how readings work is like whatever comes up is going to come up your guides are working with me your higher self's working with me spirits working with me Mm -hmm. and whatever you need to know in this present moment I will share it with you. Mm -hmm. Um, And usually after readings, I like to take a moment just to ground, just ground, Mm -hmm. right? Grounding is really important. Um, Whether that be like holding on to my trusty black tourmaline or -hmm. just doing some breathing exercises, Um, you know, spending time outside. That was something that I did during this quarantine was turn my whole patio into an oasis with like a little garden and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I spent a lot of time there, but. Yeah, it That's does. Awesome. We did the same thing to our backyard over quarantine. Yeah. yeah. Turn your patio into an oasis. Yes. Well, yeah, it was, it was kind of like an overgrown jungle, but now, yeah. now it's, I wouldn't little, call it an oasis, but we're getting there. We're getting there. You're getting there though. Yeah. yeah. You got yeah. the little Buddha back there. We got, you got some Buddhas, some fountains and shit. Yeah. yeah. We got some stuff, some water features. Yeah. And some crystals. Spirit, spiritual stuff goes down in her backyard. Yes, oh, it does. And in this house. Yeah. And inside this house. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Like stuff. Yeah, nothing recently, so we're good. Yeah, yeah, we it's had been a, nice and quiet lately. Yeah, yeah, we had a, we we won't go too much into it, but she has she she comes from a lineage of Rosicrucians, Rosicrucians. Interesting, yeah. and I I strongly believe in 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 her ability as in, as an intuitive, but also just in how she feels energy. Right, and uh, a lot of people in her family, especially in her lineage, mm-hmm. come from those sort of like mystery school totally. type things. So I feel like I feel like angels gravitate towards her yeah. and so do other spirits gravitate towards her. Right, right. You know, yeah, so that. That's what I feel when they're in this house. She picks it up on the ring cam too. At least yeah. it's that angelic energy. Yeah, some of it. Yeah. Some of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we've, you know, we've had some fun here. It's interesting when you feel like a, whether you want to call it an entity or angelic energy, some sort of a presence, an energetic presence in your space. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so funny because 
we tend to give a lot of power to that yeah. when really we are in full power right. over that. There's nothing they can really do other than fuck around and That's you know true. knock things over if they want to or like yeah. you know feel a cold breeze or whatever the case may be. Right. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. I feel like I've definitely I don't do any mediumship work, but um, I've know plenty and I've talked to a lot of people that are like, what do you do in this situation? And I'm like, well, like, you know, if you don't want them in your space, ask them to leave. Yeah. Ask them to leave. If you want it and you invite it, you know, ask for the highest vibrational energy to come through something that will be a purpose of your highest good. Yeah. You know, there's somebody that needs to make it reachable in that way. Cause I think the first thing that people think of is like, I shouldn't touch that place. Yeah. Right? Like somebody yeah. else has got to do it. Yeah. You yeah. Know? But I, I'm really big advocate for, you know, just really understanding that even those energies in those other alternate realms mm -hmm. are still created by source. Totally. And they still have that ability to feel love. And Absolutely. So it's more about redirecting that energy. Totally. So the fact that people can take those matters kind of in their own hands, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, look for assistance if needed. Right. But most people don't know that they themselves can just it's, move that energy. It's true. Around, you know? It's true. Um, you know, actually in 2017, even though I'm not a medium, I did take trance mediumship uh, with Michael Mayo and he's incredible. Like he's literally gone to all of the, what is it, Arthur Finley in mm. Europe and studied mediumship. Anyways, and he put into perspective for me because I know that a lot of our beliefs comes from conditioning, right? And yeah. reworking and deprogramming and so on and so forth. Even though I didn't grow up um, in a heavily religious household, I actually had the freedom to choose what I believed in, which was awesome. Yeah. Unlike my mother growing up in a very heavily Catholic home, right? right. Mm -hmm. um, and so anyways, long story short, there was always that preconditioned notion of like bad energy and negative energy and good energy and demonic energy or whatever. And even though it was very conflicting to me, I didn't understand what it was until Michael Mayo put it into perspective. It's like, you know, when a spirit passes, when someone passes um, or energy, it is unconditional love. Spirit yeah. is unconditional love. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. it's and then it, it completely shifted. And that's when these little incidents would happen. Like one time I was at my store um, at Awakenings and I was closing up for the day, whatever the case may be. And this whole bookshelf, just like all the books flew open, like just onto the floor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just look and I'm like, oh, I see okay. you. Okay, uh -huh. cool. And like the girl that was like, I was helping out. She was like, <gasps> I'm oh like, no, you're good. You're yeah. good. Don't worry about it. The store is safe. There's good energy in here. They're just fucking around with us, you know? Yeah. They're trying to make their presence known. Yeah. And yeah. I also feel like if you're going to adventure into that work, I mean, obviously it takes a lot of courage for totally. somebody to get into that. I feel like there's an incentive for them to make their sort of space known to you. Yes. You know, because uh, there are all different types of spirits on those realms. Some that, totally. that want to get the attention of somebody in order to either relay a message yeah. or mm -hmm. to just, you know, bridge that sort of gap between the fourth dimension and the third. And Absolutely. there could be some really important wisdom to be shared at that time. hundred percent. You know, so it's, it, I commend you for doing that type of work. That kind of stuff happens in the, in the space too, sometimes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We had some cabinet doors opening and yeah. um, water turning on and flooding our backyard, those kinds of things. But You're like, Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Relocating furniture. Those. Oh, <laughs> lovely. Yeah. Yeah. But we're, we're all good now. Things are, things are good. We cleared the space out. That's and good. They're christening our space for the podcast. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, because it started sure all happening around that time. Yeah. yeah I think one of our friends told us that, like, we're creating, we're opening energy vortexes uh, in and around a vortex that yeah. exists in this area. Mm-hmm. But through the topics and the things that me and Jen discuss, it means no surprise to me that those type of energies would totally. at least wander around. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, we always have an audience. Yeah. We can't see them, but they're here. Exactly. Yeah. They're like celebrating you right now. And they're like, oh my God, you're talking about me. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. so we're they're always, fun. We're always really interested about how these sort of journeys come about. Mm-hmm. Right. So how did you know uh, that you wanted to get into this type of work? I was starting from, you know, maybe when you were a child, totally. you know, a lot of those sort of intuitive abilities. My journey, um, you know, in my early adolescence started pretty rough. I was clinically depressed on antidepressants, therapy, all that stuff. And I was living in a very, very dense and dark space mentally and emotionally. Um, and it really wasn't until, um, it's funny because I know you guys recently talked about astral projecting. Um, I was 15 and I astral projected and I was like, what is this? What the heck? what is this? I'm so like frightened, right? Because it's unknown. Um, you know, soon after shot back into my body, whatnot, and then stayed up all night. And I was like, what is happening? What does this mean? Googled it. And I saw astral projecting. And so dream work actually started, kickstarted the journey into spirituality for me. And, um, you know, since then and being exposed to this community in this world, um, you know, you kind of deep dive and like what I like to describe it is, um, it's like this tree, right? And all the roots and the branches are just like, it's a part of one thing, but they branch off into different areas, whether it be yoga or meditation or Kundalini or tarot or readers or psychics and all this stuff. So anyways, um, I was aware that everyone has their own abilities. It's just a matter of tapping into it mm-hmm. and getting the right guidance and, and, you know, utilizing certain tools to achieve that state. And I've always been very sensitive. I've always been very empathic. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, since I was exposed to therapy at a young age, I was always very fascinated of human nature and even like myself, how can I benefit myself and, you know, obviously get to the point where I'm at today. Do you think that, that your journey sort of like in, through depression came as a result of that sort of like really that sensitivity, that yes. deep down sort of empathy? That totally. To the feel? point where like it was, I wouldn't allow myself to cry. I would cope in other ways to control certain pain, um, mm-hmm. to feel pain because I didn't like the tenderness in my, my, my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but yeah, so then it was actually a friend that had introduced me to tarot, even though I've already had received readings, just channeled readings, no cards attached, all that stuff. So it was a trustworthy woman that, um, you know, I would go and receive readings from. And I always thought that was so amazing, so fascinating. And I was aware that I had my own abilities like empathy and intuition. And um, when a friend introduced tarot to me, I was like, this is really cool. Like mm-hmm. I was already fascinated with readers. I always thought they were really cool. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how do I develop that myself? Mm-hmm. And um, it started with just hanging out with friends and throwing down cards. And, mm-hmm. you know, I actually started with an Oracle deck, uh-huh. the Kuan Yin deck. Oh, yeah. Mama Kuan Yin, Mama yeah. Kuan Yin. We love her. She's yeah. just amazing. Beautiful cards. Beautiful, beautiful. I ended up gifting them to a dear friend of mine Mm -hmm. um, because they're just easier to read. They're very solo and, Mm -hmm. you know, you read the descriptions in the book 
you know, and then you kind of decipher it that way. It's crazy how that happens. I actually have, uh, I've had many, I have many, many tarot decks mm -hmm. or even Oracle decks. I would love to see that. And like when you're in this space with friends and you're either giving a reading to mm -hmm. a group of friends, there's, a, I've given out so many decks to friends. Right. It's just yeah. like crystals, right? There's yeah, like a certain point it totally where it's is. like the cards are trying to draw you to this person and mm -hmm. you're just like, Hey, I'd like to gift this deck to you. Totally. Yeah. It's, no. it's served a purpose and now no. it's ready to be passed on. Yeah. Um, and it's such an intuitive thing too. Mm -hmm. It's like, you feel called to, you're like, for some reason you need this, yeah. <laughs> yeah. this will help you. <laughs> yeah. um, it was the earth magic deck was the one that I gave away the most. Oh, It's a beautiful deck. I mean, it's, it's only has the one words, but the, mm -hmm. the they're like various different, like totally scapes of nature. Yeah. And those are the ones that I've just always given out after readings for friends. I love that. And that could be like their first deck. Yeah, you know? 100%. And Usually it always is. Yeah. Um, what was your first deck? My you first deck. So my first tarot deck. Oh gosh. It was like something dream. Like you could literally find it at Barnes and Noble. I picked it up from Barnes and Noble and it's a lot of these really pretty, um, like lavender tones and the artwork is just beautiful. And like, that's the thing. That's how I choose a deck. It's an intuitive process where it's like, okay, you're coming home with me. You want to work with me. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I end up just collecting so many decks and mm. so on and so forth. But anyways, um, I'm an artist, so I am drawn to art, of course. Yeah. So it's funny because a lot of people say in like the spiritual community or in the tarot community, they're like, you got to start off with the right way. Mm. Not drawn to the right way. Yeah. Yeah. I've always been more pulled and I feel like my abilities to give such great readings is through the different artists that right. and authors that work with creating this deck, right? Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love yeah. that. You bridge the gap between like your art and then that's Yeah, totally. Yeah, cool. And it's funny because sense. like before even like, I think it was like in high school, um, I, of course I've, everyone's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Literally from like, I think the moment that someone's able to comprehend like <laughs> what that means. Um, and I was always like, I have no idea. I have no idea. And then at one point I was like, well, maybe I'll be an art therapist. Well, in a way I kind of am, you know, yeah. that's how I view giving readings is it's therapy, it's therapy. Yeah. And of course the artwork is within the cards that I hold. I and love I that. I'm kind of, I have the same kind of connection with cards. If they're really, really beautiful, I'm like more drawn to the artistic yeah. ability of the cards. Um, I bought a set of cards, um, just because I was interested in spirit animals. Oh, so I yes. bought the spirit animal deck, but the art on it wasn't really that great. Mm -hmm. And I saw the outside and I was like, mm, I'm gonna go ahead and order it anyway. It was from Amazon. So, yeah. and it was like one of the add-ons cause I yeah. had other cards in my deck and it's like, you can add this one one on for five bucks. You're like, I was like, okay, okay it's worth five bucks. I'll, I'll go for it. And I got them and it was like, wah, wah. Oh no, <laughs> I definitely they just didn't speak to me at all. So I still have them, but I need to, I need to give them away to somebody that I like can appreciate them. I like how you said that add on because I thought to myself like you can just create a, a card for Sancho yeah. like her dog <laughs> and then just throw him in there yeah little you know add on so you're giving a reading to your friend just boom pull boom. the Sancho card so cute oh it's almost like the fool in the tarot yeah yes you know what I mean <laughs> totally a little innocent one but I, I agree with I one one other thing when it comes to the oracle cards I feel like just in the same way that sort of the bible is this antiquated sort of kind of wealth of information mm -hmm. spirituality naturally evolves yes you know what I'm saying yeah and 
if there's anything that can make something more practical, especially mm-hmm. for the generation that we're in, yeah, I mean, we can't expect everybody to dive deep into the rider deck. Totally. And mm-hmm. I feel like people obviously don't have the time now, but totally. they should have access to that information. So I feel like yeah. those Oracle cards are speaking to a younger generation. Totally, oh, totally. Totally. And like, don't get me wrong. Like I definitely see like the Gen Zers are coming in and they're so fascinated with the tarot oh. decks and the crystals and in a way it's, it's a, it's a trend, but then it's also like, I view it as in, Oh, that's how they're stepping into their own spirituality Yeah, mm-hmm. and going back with, you know, spirituality, it's, it's not linear, no. you know, it's, it's one of those things where there's going to be a lot of dips and dives and curves and forks in the roads and so on and so forth, but it's all for a purpose. That's true. Um, yeah. Back in the day, you used to have to spend 12 years at the feet of a master in India to access half of the stuff that we right. just talk about on this podcast. Totally. Right. And nowadays, because we're in the informational age, totally. and we have basically the Akashic records at our fingertips. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so much information and you don't have to sit at a feet of a master for 12 years. No, you don't want to dive in and start off with like a, you know, everyone's a teacher and a student. Yeah. hundred percent. I'm not as, as well versed as Eric and a lot of the things that we talk about. Mm -hmm. So if if we have a topic, I will watch a couple YouTube videos, maybe read a book during that week about our topic for the following week to better educate myself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So since this podcast, I think, um, for me, this podcast was brought to me, um, as a way to learn. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a way for Jen to remember what she already knows. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> totally. Yeah. So how did you, uh, and I'm interested in the, the your journey into overcoming depression, because of course in yeah. my, my younger years, I was also one of those people. Totally. And I know a lot of, you know, empathic people that are very sensitive yes. that have gone through the same thing. So totally. the first thing for your parents to kind of move you towards is SSRIs and right. selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got the clinical thing there. You got yeah. it. Right. That was good. That, that was, was correct. Name, right? mm-hmm. New more Jen's than I did. Oh, yeah. there you go. <laughs> she knows. That's she right. corrects That's me when I get my medical terminology. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even know where to begin. I don't even remember what <clears throat> medication I was prescribed. Yeah. 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 And we can go into that because I have feelings about pre- prescribing stuff like that yeah. to children. Yeah. Right. So what was, what was the catalyst for you to kind of overcome that and I guess reach higher to that light? Well, the thing about me is that even at a really young age, I had to grow up really fast. Mm-hmm. Part of it was choice and part of it was um, circumstance. And since having this experience at like 13 years old, you know, feeling every emotion, but then blocking it out at the same time and not essentially wanting to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, I dealt with that alone and no one knew about it until, mm-hmm. you know, my Latin mother took me to a doctor's appointment because I couldn't sleep. Obviously one of the side effects of um, depression, right? Mm-hmm. And the doctor saw my scars and was like, well, what is this? And my mom was like, what the hell is going on? And, you know, obviously like it was- scars on your- So, yeah, so yeah. And my coping mechanism at the time, because I didn't allow my, I didn't want to feel pain unless if I can control it. Yeah. You know, it was too unbearable. It was too much. Yeah. Right. Which is crazy because like as an empathic person, that can definitely be a thing, but never 
to that extreme in most cases, but in some cases relatable. Right. right? It was your attempt to solve a problem. Yeah, totally, know, totally. Feel. And I relate to that because I used to also do the cutting too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I used to, I don't know, the number of excuses and different things that I had to tell my parents, I actually told them I fell into a rose bush one time. I told my grandmother <laughs> that too. Really? It's just like, just me and rose so bushes bad. just don't get along. Yeah. Sorry, grandma. Yeah. All Sorry, of a sudden family. My, my balance is off when I'm hanging around with rose bushes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is ironic because I love rose yeah. Um, so no, I actually, I hit them pretty well, but that was the one and only time I've ever had them exposed, you know, on my arms. Yeah. Um, and there were a lot, but yeah. there were enough. And, um, you know, soon after the doctor was like, okay, like here we have a solution. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, later that day, my dad, my parents are still together. So, um, my dad was just like, all right, we're going to get you help. Like, you know, let's, Mm -hmm. let's do this. It's going to be okay. We had a heart to heart and started therapy and therapy. I will say I'm a big advocate for because, Mm -hmm. and one, I was very lucky. I was lucky. I grew up in San Diego, had my first therapist there. When I moved to Orange County, I had my other therapist. And Mm -hmm. even later in my life, I had another therapist and, um, you know, they've always made it a safe environment. And I love the unbiased advice Mm -hmm. where there wasn't a pressure or stigma or a conditioning or projecting upon, well, you need to do it this way. It's like, no, here I can relate on an empathic level or Mm -hmm. sympathize in a way, but not only that, but I'm going to give you tools to work with. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I remember, when I moved up here, I was, I was 15 years old and, um, still struggling with the depression, still on antidepress, uh, antidepressants. I bet you were listening to the most beautiful music though. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, well in middle school, I was a scene kid, so I was listening to a lot of screamo. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, I'm more versed in my music tastes nowadays. Um, it's a nice journey. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely a nice journey. The <laughs> whole teen angst moment. Yeah. yeah. We all take that, a little right? trip down that road. Totally. Yeah, we all do. I think, totally. Yeah. And I, I was a goth kid when I was younger. Yeah. You know yeah totally. And you just start to sort of like fall back in line. Totally. I just say it's my Aquarius moon. My Aquarius yeah. moon, my rising Scorpio, that combo was just like, it was living off of the, yeah. the, the darkness in a sense. But um, the beautiful part of the darkness, I yes, imagine, right? Yes, yeah. totally. Because that's a very romantic sort of act, especially, I mean, even from my experience when it came to the whole cutting self-harm like that, yeah because you, know? you didn't want to harm anybody else no no it was, it was like just... an own personal vendetta against yourself yeah, yeah <laughs> that's true um yeah. so you 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 spent some time with therapists yeah really i spent some time you. with therapists and um i remember once with my new therapist when i was 15 she was like tyler um tell me five things that you like about yourself and i was like i don't like myself what the hell like <laughs> what yeah. do you mean um and then of course, six months later, revisit that question. And I was actually able to list five things I liked about myself. And, um, and then of course, like it was a teeter totter, right? Like the medication helped and I needed it at that time. And then at some point I got off the medication, um, because our insurance changed all that stuff. I wasn't seeing the therapist anymore. I was like probably going on 16 now. And, um, again, 15 years old, I had this astral projection blasted off into this other dimension. I was like, what the hell is this? And then I researched uh, meditation and how to do it again. And like, you know, all this stuff. And then I found awakenings while I had an awakening. (laughs) A lot of different things happening. A lot of different things. And, and then spirituality actually really 
you know, saved my life as a whole. You know, I saw the moments that it led me to this point. And then of course, going into my past lives and stuff, I was like, oh, Mm. These cycles definitely played out right. in this lifetime. Oh, this makes sense. Oh, this makes sense. Yeah. You know, and right. I feel like, you know, everyone has that dark night of the soul moment, mm-hmm. you know, right. more than once in their life, but it, yeah. it's, it progresses into another level, yeah. another ascension, another activation mm-hmm. where it's different than the first time you have it. You're just like, what? is happening this is scary and this is uncomfortable and this is the unknown and it feels like the whole world's on my shoulders and i can't change anything about it you know but in all actuality everything in life is temporary Mm. you know like this cup right here you know i can knock it over which i won't um, but i can (laughs) knock it over and it breaks it's no longer a usable cup this cup is temporary but i could replace it with another cup you know i can fill another juice in there yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah the interesting thing about and I, I look at this sort of progression that people go through when they're children which is obviously mm-hmm. there's an innocence that we're born into yes. and then once we're subject to a world that's kind of the opposite of that totally. we go through that sort of almost dark night of the soul as children mm-hmm. right? oh Where yes we start to yeah. realize that the world is not as at least at that point it's right. not as innocent as or it doesn't support like sort of like the, the health and well-being of like a child totally and yeah. we have to adapt to these unhealthy behaviors. And that's when we get into those unhealthy coping mechanisms. Yeah. Because when you're a kid, you don't know how to sort through this. It's all that inner child yeah. stuff. Right? You so know? you kind of hold on to it. And mm-hmm. everybody, I feel like, and it kind of makes me think of, okay, maybe maybe that's just a part of like the chakra's journey from the root to the mm-hmm. thousand petaled lotus, right? Totally. So what, can you, what advice could you give considering that you've been through that process to somebody that is going, that is younger and yeah. is going through that darker the darker sort of like move. Yeah, totally. I mean, um, my advice is, you know, what, number one, let's state the facts, your feelings, your emotions, your experience is 110% valid. Even if someone says it's not mm-hmm. someone else's feelings and emotions and process or et cetera is valid to them too. And to bring in more softness and gentleness into your life and, and understand that, you know, Everything is temporary, mm-hmm. including um, the emotional wave they may be enduring or, um, you know, the darkness that they may be feeling and any way that you can take those baby steps into um, better progression into your own mental health or emotional health and your own nurturing. It, nurturing is so important you know, and, and to be compassionate to yourself, not only just others. And it's not a selfish thing. It's yeah. not. Mm-hmm. It's self-love. Mm-hmm. It's loving yourself. Yeah, I love that, and I, I think that's really, really important. Is validation, right? Yes. Because I yeah. think of validation when someone says, "Someone says, validate my feelings." It to me, what comes in my mind is this person wants to know that they exist to you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like another person when whenever there's like a reciprocal exchange of information between me and somebody else, mm-hmm. that information at that sort of deepest level is me trying to seek validation from you that I exist right. in mm-hmm. some way. Right. And then goes, the energy kind of circulates back mm-hmm. the other way. And that's what we're doing. We're validating the fact that we are in this together. Totally. That mm-hmm. we're on this earth together going through this journey. Absolutely. And that's so, so important. Um, and, you know, blessed the hearts of parents that have younger children that maybe are also on their own journeys too. Yeah. Because sometimes they don't know that. Totally. And we have to kind of go through these motions of having to figure out ourselves. Totally. I think it's really, really important to validate 
that it is okay to feel pain. Totally. It is okay to suffer. Yeah, Yeah. it's okay to suffer. And um, something, when you were talking about your journey and going on antidepressants and getting therapy, we're huge advocates of therapy in this room. Yes. I mean, we have our therapists come on the show and, you know, we've both been to therapy and it's super helpful. Um, But I will say this about antidepressants and I love that you weren't on them long-term. No. Um, They're not meant to be a long-term solution. Definitely not. All they're meant to do is to round the corners and take the edge off. You really have to do the work in therapy to get to where you need to be. The medication alone is not going to do it. 100%. And when parents just shove medication down their kid's throat and don't take them to therapy, it's an injustice. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just, they're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. Marion Williamson has that book from Cheers to Triumph, which is about the overprescribing of SSRIs to young kids. Mm -hmm. And a lot of parents do it as a result of like, oh, I don't, I don't know what to do about this. And totally. A lot, of, a lot of parents don't have the time to I go that I don't have time deep. to deal with this. So right. They, so they're like, here, go ahead and oh, take sorry. this. But that stigmatizes it. That says to a child that they shouldn't be feeling what they feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That their feelings are not valid. That their yeah. feelings are not and that, valid. Why should I be here? You yeah. know, like. Yeah. But it's like, it makes me think of depression. That is like a human condition. It is. You know, it's almost like the greatest catalyst. It, it was for you, right? Yes, 100%. Like. I don't regret any of the experiences that I've ever had. I see, I can look at it big picture and see, oh, that's why that happened. Yeah. Oh, this makes sense. And mm. now I have all these tools and now I, I serve other people mm. through my work yeah. and I'm a therapist in my own way. Mm. Absolutely. That, you know, this makes sense. This makes sense, you know, to Mm. me. I go, I go to my readers all the time for a little therapy. It's kind of, it's the same, but it's different, right? Because you, especially if you've been in therapy for a long time, you kind of already know the answers, (laughs) right? It's just doing the work to go through and ask yourself the questions and give yourself the answer. But it's kind of nice to get it from, um, from somebody who's reading your cards and you're like, should I knew that? I'm glad she said that. There's more (laughs) insight and perspective. And it's like, it's so funny because (laughs) I feel like almost every time that, um, I work with my clients and after reading, especially a first time reading, I'm like, okay, this is the time that, you know, if you have any questions, ask me questions. If you want further insight, ask me. Or if you want to comment anything or whatever the case may be. If it doesn't resonate, it doesn't resonate. Let me know. But in this case, it's always like, wow, you really called me out my shit, but I appreciate that. And this yeah. is something that I was aware about, but mm-hmm. I just needed to hear it from an outside source. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that unbiased advice, because mm-hmm. it's it's truly unbiased. It's just like, I'm here, here we go. I'm reading what the cards are saying. I'm reading, I'm yeah. tuning into your higher self and your guides and spirit and what you need to know. This is your time. And so it's different than like sometimes having a friend or a parent, you know, they're, of course it's some, most of the times it's all out of love, the advice that they're giving, but there's an edge to a a bias or an -hmm. opinion attached to it or a projecting of fears, wants, desires, um, insecurity Mm -hmm. onto the person, Mm -hmm. which is not not helpful. Right, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So after you do a reading, um, do you remember anything that you tell that person. So if they ever call you again, just by opening their cards, do you, can you remember them or remember anything about their past reading or is it like a well, blank slate? Well, luckily for me, I have a really good memory, mm-hmm. um, kind of <laughs> like an elephant. So, um, for the most part, so especially like my girlfriends, right. You know, we do readings all the time. Like, um, one of my friends, she's also a tarot reader. And then my other friend, she's a Reiki healer and she's an intuitive as well. And um, 
learning to channel readings as as well. So we'll get together on like a Friday night or whatever the case may be, drinking wine, whatever, having fun. Then I'll throw out the cards. I'm like, all right, this is what's going to happen. Or this is what you're working through. This is da, 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 right. And then a few days later, a few weeks later, like Tyler, I'm like what? It's like, he came through, he came in. I'm like, okay, what happened? You know, like I told you like, <laughs> oh my you. gosh. Yeah. Like, you know, um, but with a client, it's a little bit more professional that way, but it's like, yeah, like for the most part, I will remember generally the whole sum of it because it can go anywhere for 30 minutes to an hour long reading. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's a lot of information. Yeah. So I always recommend, um, if possible, especially for in person, but I know right now it's kind of hard. So everything's through, I try to do it on zoom so they can record it on their phone. I ask them to record the reading so they can look back on it and see, you know, what came up for them. Mm -hmm. Um, or if there's something that they missed that they need to like write down, I always give them homework. You know, if I feel called to it, I'm like, here's some homework, work on it. Here's some tools. Like, yeah, I love that. I used to work with this woman in the hospital and she was, um, she was a, a very, um, very clear psychic. I mean, she yeah. would say things to patients, to other people that we worked with, just kind of like out of the blue. And she wouldn't say, oh, spirit told me to tell you this. She would just be like, oh, I'm so sorry about your grandmother to like strangers. I mean, all the time. Oh my God. So I asked her, I said, uh, we were working together. I said, Liz, are you psychic? And she said, yeah, you could tell. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> yeah, I could tell. And she did a reading for um, my friend Heidi and I, and I took notes because she was just talking and talking and talking totally like it's and almost um, like you black out yeah yeah she yeah that's exactly how she described it that she just blacks out and starts talking mm-hmm. and um i found notes from that reading and this was in like 2012 mm-hmm. and i found notes from that reading um like just a few weeks like three or four weeks ago and i was reading through them and things that she said made zero sense at the time i mean everything that totally. she said has happened since then and I thought it, I thought it was really interesting. So keep your notes. Yeah, yeah keep, keep the notes. Yeah. Keep yeah. them and keep them for a long time because it it could be years before totally. that and, message comes through. And the thing about readings too is like that can most likely, if not majority of the time, happen. Mm-hmm. And like the thing is, it's like what I noticed with readers, it's like, and I was talking to my friend Anissa about this. She's a tarot reader as well. She's like, we're talking about timelines and reading timelines. And for most cases, it's like when I read, it's like, it's so, I'll read it in the present tense almost. Or if I do feel like strongly something's in the near future is coming through, like sometimes randomly, like this has happened a couple times in separate readings, but it's like, for some reason, this full moon is going to be really important for you. Mm-hmm. Or like for some reason, okay, like I'm aware your birthday's coming up. Like your birthday is yeah. going to be really important, like something significant. But for most cases, that doesn't happen that often. And the reason why I feel like timelines, especially now, it's so unpredictable. Um, and the part of it is because we as humans have free will, no matter mm-hmm. what. And yeah. I've received readings as a client um, mm-hmm. of someone else's that's reading me where things have actually happened to the T, to the T like crazy. And then there's times where these events were supposed to happen, but they didn't end up happening Mm -hmm. in that time. And the reason why is because I've changed. I've changed the whole outcome of it because of my own free will, right? my own decision, Mm -hmm. my own choice. So 
The one thing yeah. that I love about the tarot cards is I, I like I liken a lot of things to the chakra system, mm, right? Mm-hmm. And the seven chakras and even Maslow's hierarchy of basic needs for the more scholarly type mm-hmm. of people, which is a, encompasses the whole sort of archetypal journey that the spirit goes through. Totally. Right? And the major arcana, I believe, is yeah. like that. Major right? arcana, it's all like spirit, higher fre- like higher frequency energy. Can you talk about the major arcana and then maybe yeah. we can make a distinction between the major and the minor? Yeah, so um, the major arcana, just to break it down in simpler, simple terms, as oh. simple as possible, um, it is spirit energy is what I like to call it, source energy. So it could be big events. So uh, for example, let's talk about the tower. Right, mm-hmm. um, the, oh, t- the tower. The tower. I love the yeah. tower, which is associated with Scorpio, yeah. um, and that's the thing about tarot is that. Side note: each uh, card can associate with a, a zodiac sign, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Um, and so, with the tower, the tower signifies sudden change. Mm-hmm. That's how I read it. The reason being is that the foundation that you've lived upon or the way of being, the way of life that you've existed till is ready for a change, right? So like, think about it this way, like someone going in their Saturn return, mm-hmm. it's like, that's a shakeup, especially yeah. if we haven't done the work. Yeah, Like mm-hmm. your world will crumble that's because true. the foundation's not solid. It's not mm-hmm. solid. It's based on, you know, beliefs that are not yours or preconditions or just, oh, I know I need to do this, but like, you know, I want to, be this way, you know, but that's not a part of your path. And so when the tower comes in, I look at it as a blessing. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, um, basically change is coming and that, um, and that's okay. And it's funny because going back to like the whole topic about, you know, antidepressants and therapy and depression and all this stuff, being a person that didn't like change, I had to learn how to like change. Yeah. Understanding that even the tower can be very temporary, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. It's, it, when I always I say this a lot when we're on the podcast with Jen, where it's like whenever we go through either a dark night of the soul or some sort of mm-hmm. catalyst that involves sort of like that sim- symbolism of the tower to take place. Yes. It's like we think that source is going to come in and just sort of rearrange the furniture, totally. but it's just going to burn your shit down. It's yeah. going to burn your shit down. You know? Sure is. And so then people funny. see like the tower card. Mm-hmm. And, and this, I was one of those people when I was really young. It's mm-hmm. like when people talk about tarot, you see the death card and you see the tower and you're like, and then you also see the devil. Yeah. You see the devil and you're just like, what is this witchcraft? Yeah. yeah. Right? Exactly. But then you, but then, you know, you get into it and, I, and then the tower, I see it as, transformation it is. is one of the most beautiful more, totally. more graceful type of experiences and the same thing with the death card absolutely right? it's funny even in um the deck that i currently excuse me currently use is the uh, um the tower of course it's crumbling down and it's you know burning whatever and someone's oh. flying out of the top of the um tower or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. and there's an eye on there i'll show you mm-hmm. there's an eye on top and it's like illuminating and castating over the tower that's yeah. crumbling yeah. and the way i look at it is like that spirit mm-hmm. watching this go down and in a way it's kind of like you know this has to go down and yeah. it's really about your perception and your mindset of how you're going to take it right. you know either you're going to be really bitter about it and and you know, whatnot, or you're going to look at the bigger picture of like, okay, I can understand that this is not working for me anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say even like if it's about a job, right. Mm-hmm. And you get the tower card, it's like, things are going to be changing in your work environment. That foundation does not work for you. Why? Because you've probably been thinking about starting your own business for 10 years that you haven't started. And now it's your time. Yeah. Now it's your time. You can't prolong it. 
like take the risk. And if you get the full right after that, which is the full card is the the first card of the major arcana, but it's zero, right? Mm -hmm. The fool is about uh, the leap of faith, taking that leap of faith, taking that risk. But in some cases can be a little too spontaneous, you know, yeah. don't be a fool. He's the OG. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's the, the innocent one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You yeah. Okay. I, I love that we can kind of piece apart and take the stigma out of some of these cards because obviously the death is, death card is probably one of the most misunderstood. It's so misunderstood. Can you talk a little bit about the death yeah, card? Yeah. So the death card doesn't, necessarily mean death is coming. Um, all of us go through our own rebirth moment, our death moment and rebirth. So think about cycles and seasons. So let's say for example, like winter, that's when things get cold and, you know, kind of drop depending on where you are living. Um, you know, it is kind of like that death moment, but then when spring comes, that's birth. Mm -hmm. Um, so the death card is all about transformation and this, having this rebirth moment. And in some cases, when I read that card, it's, um, um, I always feel like a guide present in that part of the death in that cycle of your life. Mm -hmm. Like there's a, there's a guide that you have that's, you know, guiding you along this moment, kind of almost like holding your hand. And you can even say it's your your higher self being alongside you, watching you, but then assisting you if you ask for help um, in this death moment. Um, but yeah, so it's like end of cycles, a transformation, ascension, Scorpio, right? And which is funny because he's like, you said that the death card is so easily misunderstood. So are Scorpios. That's true. I have a yeah. Cosmo Scorpio. I love Scorpios. Yeah. Yeah. So do you, um, in your readings, I imagine you also do the reverse cards, right? You know, um, I did. So when I first started learning tarot, I did them all upright. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to do reversals. But now I just read them upright. Um, but it can be a reversal meaning. Mm -hmm. So um, just for me to tune in a little bit more. And then there's some cases if the card pops out reversed, then if I'm getting a strong inkling that I need to keep it reversed visually and also to read it that way, then I'm going to. But for the most part, I'm gonna give you two sides of the coin mm -hmm. when I'm reading a card. So let's say like, um, Let's get the hangman, for example, another major arcana, which mm -hmm. is all about perception. And it's yeah. all about um, gaining a new perception, gaining a new mindset. It's also stagnant energy too. Mm -hmm. So um, let's say I do a reading for you. You get the hangman. And um, the way I shuffle, um, if it comes out reversed um, and I choose, do I want to read it upright or do I want to read it reversed? Um I can already pick up energetically. It's like, you know, I could tell that you've been having pretty much stagnant energy around you. And if you say yes, like that's actually true. Like, you know, it's like, okay, like here are the tools. Like you just got to open yourself up a little bit more. That's okay. If you're hung up right now, that's yeah. okay. But just know that this isn't going to don't stay too long in this. Mm -hmm. Or like, let's say like, um, I could read it in this case too, with the same card where it's like, you've been hung up for a while, but I'm reading it in reverse. So that means you're going to get out of it. Mm -hmm. You're coming out of it. 
Yeah. Somebody gave me, um, there was this guy, I forget his name, but it was, uh, you're probably familiar with Alexandria too. It's in Pasadena. Mm -hmm. It's just like a a new age Mm -hmm. shop. And there was this guy there and he was reading some cards and uh, I happened to catch one of his YouTube videos online a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And he had just whatever common spread there is, maybe it's like Celtic cross or whatever spread that it is. But Mm If somebody doesn't like, I don't know if it's not, I, I could be butchering this, but it's like, if you don't, if you see a card that, you know, sticks out as either something negative or you want maybe clarification on, or maybe you want to change the outcome of this card, mm-hmm. what he said you can do, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, you may be, you may also even just use this. It's like, you pull the card and then you, you put your hand over the card mm-hmm. and sort of like focus the intention of changing the energy mm-hmm. of whatever outcome your intuition picked out for mm-hmm. that specific card mm-hmm. and you pull another card, put mm-hmm. that card over the existing one oh. and you alter the trajectory of whatever that card was. Oh, wow. Hmm. I've never seen that before. Just by I've like ne- putting like an intention. I mean, he's the that's only person that I've ever seen that's ever done that. Yeah, no, I haven't seen that nor done that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in the style that I read is um, whether it's, it's funny because like, when I tune in and when I start channeling the energy and the reading, <laughs> there's sometimes you can hear it in my voice, in my voice where it's like, okay, yeah, yeah. Like I feel a little spunky, right? Because oh, it's like, it's a, a good read, you know? Or there's times where I'm like giving you fl- like tough love, like yeah. this is right. blunt. Yeah. And it's like interesting because there's some cases where it's like, wow, I really needed that tough love. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I felt like I was being a complete bitch, but like, yeah. thank yeah. you for confirming that yeah. with me. <laughs> You're just um, the energy. Yeah, totally. And, um, but yeah, so how I read and if I were to read the card, so let's say like, um, this is a minor arcana. So mm. swords, 10 of swords. Usually it's a bunch of literally 10 swords stabbed in someone's back. That's that doesn't feel good. Yeah. And 10, uh, some, the symbol, symbolic meaning behind that is uh, ending a new beginning. Mm -hmm. So let's say you get the 10 of swords. It's like, I could read it in a sense of like, okay, like you've went through hardship. You've had like almost like to learn a lesson. You had it learn. You had to learn it the hard way. The hard way, mm-hmm. yeah. You know. Yeah. But in this case, you don't have to be this ten of swords. Imagine that's I'm picking up the card, yeah. whatever. But like, you don't have to be in that energy. Mm-hmm. If you shift in and change your perspective a little bit, and again, let's just planting seeds in a way, yeah. like giving tools and planting seeds and giving you perspective in a way that maybe someone hasn't heard before or mm-hmm. like. You know, if you're too much in your head about something, like you can be your worst critic in a way. Mm-hmm. If someone gives sure. you and shines light upon the situation of like, hey, what about this way? Like just shift it a little bit. Um, in most cases, like if someone's ready to receive that and open to it, they're like, oh, okay, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's not, it looks scary, it looks intimidating, but it really right. isn't. And just know that things are always changing and you're still in control. You know, mm-hmm. like I've read, not as much anymore because I set the energetic boundary of like, you know, the clients that I attract, I, th- I want them to do the work, you yeah. know, like co- you're coming to me to do the work and show up for yourself. Yeah. Not just drama, 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 third party scenarios and, yeah. you know, exes and all the stuff, which it can still show up, but yeah. if it's a different frequency, right. Right. Um, but in the past where it's like, you know, there's some cases where if I read someone multiple times and they're getting the same cards, it's because they haven't learned the lessons yeah. and, but they're choosing to be fixated around that right? and not ready to progress or grow. And that's okay. You can, you 
can take your time. It doesn't matter how fast you get to the end of the race. Yeah. You know, it's as efficient that you need to. And if that's how you learn, then that's okay. But know that it's okay. You don't have to stab yourself over and over again to mm-hmm. create a wound, heal the wound, and then do it again and again yeah. and again. It's like, come on, like yeah. there's better ways to approach it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I like sure. that you, you use the, when you talked about channeling different types of emotions when yeah. you're delivering a certain type of message, right? Mm-hmm. Because there are people that are balanced with their masculine and feminine energy. And there are some yeah. people that just need to hear a really, really tough, mm-hmm. you know, type of message in order to really absorb the information really that you're trying it. to get. Yeah. yeah. And then there are some people that just like need that little, Hey, little gentleness, little yeah. gentle nudge. Yeah. You know what like, I mean? Well, yeah, totally. Yeah, I think that's super important. So it's yeah. nice that you're you're able to do that. Yeah, it's interesting because it's such an unconscious thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just it ends up just happening that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Where in some cases, like um, like for example, the whole tough love situation. I was reading um, my friend's niece, and you know, boy drama, whatever, blah blah. And I was like, yeah, no worries, honey, I have time. And I gave her tough love, like very yeah. blunt about the situation. But like, you know, gave like, her he doesn't t- really like you that much. He's I, well, interested in like, someone you else. Know, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta be gentle, okay? Like you're young. He's young. He's probably, you know, whatever. You know, it's giving her honest advice. Yeah. And it was very blunt. And as I was like towards the end of it, I was thinking, I was like, wow, that was pretty blunt. Like, oh my gosh, like, I'm so sorry. And she's so young and like, uh, and then after the reading, she's like, you're so right. Yeah. Like, thank you so much. She's like, you know, what's so interesting. She's like, I liked, I liked how you gave it to me. Like in the sense of like how I was reading, giving that tough love. She's like, I think I like that because, you know, if I asked advice from my mom or asked advice from even Anissa, even though Anissa, who is also a reader, She's like, you know, I'll I'll try to read her, but like, you know, and I give her tough love. She's like, Alyssa doesn't give me tough love. And um, she's like, I needed to hear that. Mm -hmm. Like, I just needed it straight. And I was like, oh, okay, that's probably why it came through that way, you know? Yeah, Yeah, because that's that's what you needed. I actually used to go to a guy and he would read um, off of playing cards. And I asked him why he didn't use tarot cards. And he said, oh, honey, because people see the the death card and then I have to explain it and it just derails the whole totally. reading. So I just use playing cards. Totally. Like, oh, okay. I've seen that. At, actually, I saw that on YouTube. I forgot what her name was. Oh, I wish I could remember, but she reads playing cards, also tarot and all that mm-hmm. good stuff and astrology and Vedic astrology. She's like a wizard. Anyways, um, and she has like almost like class sessions like on YouTube available mm-hmm. for free. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is so fascinating. I kind of want to learn. And oh, it's like, cool. yeah. but it's apparently like even more predictive in a sense. Like there's a whole chart in like that's programmed on like some site and you could do like weekly spreads. And depending if you get like the, you know, eight of spades, you know, that can mean some certain thing. And I, I got ha- I wonder what really lost in that. <laughs> I wonder what happens when you get a full house. Oh, I don't no. know. <laughs> Maybe that means you're going to win the lottery or something. Know, right? <laughs> like, I don't know, like prosperity, who knows? Yeah. But yeah, it's very fascinating. And then, um, 
years ago, a friend of mine, his mother, she's from Iran and she was taught how to play with playing cards or not play, mm-hmm. excuse me, read with playing cards. Mm-hmm. And she gave me a reading before and it was so fascinating how quickly she flipped through the deck and so on and so forth. And I was already reading tarot, but I was like, this is so out of my realm and like yeah. I can have an appreciation for it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, lo- I love getting, getting readings from like, I used to go to this, this, Turkish lady mm-hmm. and she would read um, the coffee grounds oh. and oh, she was so cool. I mean, rooms. her accent was super, super thick. So I would have to really, really, really listen to attention. understand what she was saying. Yeah. But she, she dropped some knowledge. She had some pearls for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, love that. I love those She's little really things like, like scrying, like, like, like yeah. interpreting the water. Yeah. Smoke. Have you ever heard yeah. of um, candle magic? Candle magic? No. Is that like yeah. is that like reading the smoke in the candle? Um, or is it the light? The flame. Oh. Yeah. So that's oh. something that I've been recently doing. Um I've been that sounds very Game of Thrones. Yeah, I know, right? It's the like, Red Queen. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's so funny. It's like it was one of the things that spirit guided me to and I was like, This is interesting and it probably has to deal with like my past lives. I was a witch in past life, I was a high priestess in a past life in Egypt and like, you know, whatever. So I was like, Oh, okay, that makes sense why magic has always been something really Really important and that's mm-hmm. showing up later in my life to just kind of retap into because my soul's already experienced that mm-hmm. and so with candle magic um it's super like intentional like you can engrave de- depending on the chime candle like the can't like sorry excuse me <laughs> depending on like what chime candle color you pick like it's associated with something so like black is like releasing like negativity or transmuting or protection or white can be you know purifying or whatever higher energy you can engrave your intentions into it you can anoint mm. it you oh, can wow. um, put herbs on it you know you can dress it whatever or you just literally simply have a candle flame lit and um i've only I'm fairly new to it. So it's one of those things that it's still knocking. So how things work with me, it's like if I get synchronistic signs where I'm like, oh, I see you. Okay, cool. And then I go about my day. It happens in threes. Mm -hmm. If it happens frequently, like one, two, three, it's like, okay, then I have to do it. Like it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, spirit, I see, like, I have to do this, but we'll have to to report back to us next time we have. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Totally. I love that. Obviously the Oracle decks and the Oracle cards and the tarot is becoming widely more acceptable. Totally. Right. So what advice could you give to somebody that is interested in kind of buying their own deck? Yeah. Right. Totally. Venturing into, I imagine they probably start with Oracle. It's the less sort of overwhelming because yeah. there are so many cards in the tarot. Like, totally. What can you say to somebody that want, is, is interested in that? Um, you know, put your doubts aside, you know, put your doubts aside, number one and two, like have fun with it. Like if you're having a hard time deciding which deck resonates with you, I know in most places it's a little hard, but it's opened up quite a bit, you know, um, to go to stores to find a deck, whether it be Barnes and Noble or like uh, your local metaphysical store, you'll find a tarot or Oracle deck there. But, um, you know, just trust the process. If you feel like a strong inkling that you are drawn to something, Mm -hmm. that's probably because if not a hundred percent of the time it wants to work with you. Um, so like you can even use this as like, you know, as an example of like, you go to a store, 
buying whatever item, let's say it's a top and you're like, Oh my God, I like that top. So amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. And nice then, top. and then you're like, but I can't do it right now. And then you leave without buying the top, but you've been thinking about it like three times yeah. <laughs> like or more multiple I times throughout the week. And I need top. to go back oh, and get that top. Like that top out of my mind. if you mm-hmm. have that, like type of energy when it comes down to picking out an Oracle deck or a tarot deck, go for it. Um, you know, just trust the process and trust your intuition. Um, truly. And I encourage it. I encourage it. If that's something that you've been thinking about, yeah, take this as your sign. So do you have any of your, what is your favorite author? Do you have like one that you just really connect with all their cards? Um, that's a great question. I don't have a particular favorite author. Um, but for Oracle wise, Jesus, do I have her yeah, oracle you, with she me. brought a big bag of decks. I have a whole decks. bag of yeah. decks. She brought all of her witchcraft with her. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. yeah. Um, She's like, by the way, you I know what decks I, I really like? I love anything that Doreen Virtue has done. Oh, yeah. So not funny. Nec- I have the Romance Angels right here. Yeah. Not necessarily <laughs> the artwork on her cards because I, I there's definitely better artwork with other authors. But she's been doing it for a long but time. But she's though. been, she's, yeah. Like she's the, the OG. Some of the artwork is a little dated. It is, it's know? a little dated, but I will say that um, her cards are uh, have high connectivity like anybody mm-hmm. i feel like those are the best beaconer cards because yeah. she is an og but yeah. i mean even though she's not in the scene anymore totally. and that's a whole nother that's, that's a whole nother podcast yeah. totally there was yeah. a time where you actually had to be well you didn't have to but she had like a certified angel card certification that yeah. you could get with her yeah. in order yeah. to be able to sort of deal these cards out wow you know I know a few people that got it i don't know about now because she doesn't do it anymore yeah. I don't know what goes on with <laughs> I the angel think it's card a lot of Fairchild. Mm, I love her. Thank you. Okay. Yes. I was yeah. like, I know I'm so bad. Yeah, Sacred Rebels. Yes, Sacred Rebels. That is one of my favorite decks. Yeah. Sacred Rebels really good. Um, she does the Kuan Yin deck, Lightworker deck. So those are all Oracle. Um, and as far as tarot goes, um, I'm not set on like a particular author or artist. Yeah. It's just kind of, again, I appreciate art and if I'm mm-hmm. drawn to it and it's calling me, I'm going to work with it. Yeah. Man, I can't remember the name of this deck, but I'm going to have to tell it to you because it's the most, it, they're the most beautiful yeah. cards I've ever seen. I like a lot Hold of Fairchild. She also does like an Egyptian one, which um, I really, really- Isis, Mama Isis. Th- th- that's the best artwork in that deck. So beautiful. When I think of Egypt, I mean, a lot of people have this antiquated way of thinking of Egypt that totally. you see like a bunch of dirt and some buildings, yeah. but I, I see Egypt as a very advanced no, civilization. Oh yeah, totally. There's like a regalness to it. Yeah. Yeah. But also very futuristic. Yes. Too. Totally. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's a whole theory that, um, they worked with. Is that the Anunnaki? I don't remember. It wasn't the Martians that came down and helped them build the pyramids, but it's definitely not human. It was some aliens. Some aliens. Definitely some alien shit. I don't remember. Was Was it probably the Pleiadians? Pleiadians. Mm. Probably the Pleiadians. Yeah. Probably the Pleiadians. I would say it was the Pleiadians. Probably something. Yeah. But now that we're actually talking about decks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, like Sacred Rebels is one of my favorite. Earth um, Magic is one of my favorite. And then um, uh, what other ones? There's a lot of different ones. But yeah. we actually talked before the podcast, Jen. Right. Mm-hmm. She said that she's going to grace us with a reading. Ooh, I'm yeah. so excited. Yeah. Yay. For our listeners. And uh, this is all. This is something that's the visual component of the podcast is going to be posted on YouTube. But it's mm-hmm. also um, going to be. We're, probably going to disclose this one on the Instagram as well. And you can talk to us about what type of reading that we're going to do. And we're actually going to take a quick break in after in a little bit here, and then we'll switch over to her to do the reading. Yes. 
And mm-hmm. so I just looked it up on Instagram. It's Moonchild Tarot. Moonchild Tarot. Let me see. Yes. Can I see the really, really that? beautiful. Oh my gosh. Again, I'm such a visual person. Names oh, are. It's like that Bohemian style. Yeah, they're very ethereal and like very. They're very beautiful. They're also very expensive, which is why I don't have them. Oh, um, how funny! Yeah, it's mm-hmm. I. It, I don't remember the exact price, but they're close to a hundred bucks for a deck, what? and I thought that yeah, really? I was like, oh, that's a little expensive, but the artwork is really beautiful, so it may be worth it. You mm-hmm. want to know? You want to hear something small world? Yeah. So my friend, my good friend Natasha, one of her good friends, Sabrina. Her image of Sabrina is in the stack. I think she's like the two of ones. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. yeah. I Small love the world. imagery on that one. Yeah. Very, very cool. I thought about that at some point. I'm sure you have too, because you're an artist about like, I wanted to create the dialogue for a deck and then have an artist do the yeah, visual that's interpretations actually, of that. Um, something in the making. Oh, Ooh. can't talk too much about well, next it. Next time, next time, next time. In, hopefully that'll be done. We can kind of get down to yeah. business on that. But if you want to talk about what type of reading you might be doing for yeah. us today. So yeah. it'll be a general reading. I'm going to pull an Oracle so you guys can see what that looks like um, as a lesson card. Um, and then I'll clarify with my tarot and it'll be just a general reading. I'll pull uh, three sections. So mm-hmm. whatever it is that you resonate with, you're going to resonate with and that's okay. And that's okay. Yeah. All right. I All like right. it. So yeah. we're going to take a really quick break. And after we get finished with the reading, we'll kind of circle back around, close everything out. Sounds good. Okay. So All right. hold on tight. All right. We're back. We have uh, Tyler Victoria. She's going to do a reading for us, Jen. I am so excited. And for everybody else yeah. that's also listening and watching. Yeah. Yes. So. You can go ahead and start. Yeah, so we're going to do a general read. So I'm going to pull an oracle card in three rows. So I will be divided by, you know, one reading, another reading, another reading. Um, and you can pick one through three, and it will be your reading. If it resonates, that's awesome. If not, maybe look back to the other readings um, that I've done previously or after, see if that resonates more with you. And then after that, I'm going to clarify. So we're going to go down to the lessons of them. Always takes a moment when they want to speak. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Alrighty. So for the first row, first reading is growth. I want to expand my consciousness and my awareness. And that's awesome. That's kind of the theme of our show, right? Yeah. (laughs) So maybe someone is... You know, going through a lot of growing pains. For some reason, I'm feeling growing pains with that. You know, it can be very uncomfortable, but learning to be comfortable in through the uncomfortable. Let's go ahead and clarify what that means. Are you guys able to see it okay? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Clarify growth. Alrighty. Ooh. Perfect. So we got the wheel of fortune, and then we also got the tower. Yay! Oh, we were just talking about the tower. So, um, if this resonates with you, this individual is going through a lot of immense growth to the point that it is stretching themselves quite a bit. But it's learning again to align the consciousness and the awareness of understanding that, you know this is a crucial point in your life. Maybe because with this will of fortune right here, um, you're completing a cycle. 
is what I'm seeing. You're completing a cycle and entering a new cycle and good fortune is coming your way. Or I could read it this way too, where it's like you're being called to grow and to evolve and to move through and, and, and go through some changes that you may have been thinking subconsciously or something in the back of your mind, depending on your circumstances into your life. Um, that, you know, it's just not sitting, settling well, but you may have a hard time. Like it's almost like a stick in mud, kind of like getting that kickstart um, where it's like, you know, spirit wants you to move forward because good fortune comes that way. And yes, because the reason why is that your previous foundation is no longer working. That's why this tower moment's happening right here. Um, and, but know that through the sudden change, you are fully supported. So do not worry, do not worry, encourage. I encourage you to, um, you know, step into this growing period um, and to embrace growth in its entirety because you can gain a lot of value in that and a lot of good fortune um, with the Wheel of Fortune right here. Alrighty, so let's um, call for the next person. So, they always end up flying off the table. Those are the ones. Yep. <laughs> so for the second person, you're going, um, you're learning pride. So your learning moment is pride. I love myself and I see myself in everyone. So I feel like with this case, when we think of pride, there's always a negative connotation in that. And I think if this is something that resonates with you, maybe you're working through, um, you know, working through the self-love moment and, and, and not only that, but working through your um, insecurities um, because Again, like we think of pride, okay, egoic, all this stuff, et cetera, et cetera. But in all this case, it's actually not. It's it's having a sense of pride, having a sense of honor within self um, and, and learning to love that aspect and honor that part of yourself. So tell me about pride. We got the six of cups. And then not only that, but let's pull another card for pride and the six of cups, please. Oh. Ooh, three cards wanted to come out. Mm. Actually four, so you get a bonus. We got the High Priestess, we got the Magician, and we got the Eight of Cups. So let's see, let's move this around so you guys can visually see. I know my readings tends to look a little messy, so. Those are beautiful cards though. Thank they you. Really I was thinking the same thing. That's the they, most beautiful tower card I've ever seen. They yeah. are the ethereal deck, and that's what I was talking about. See the eye right here? Yeah. Spirit is illuminating the way. Okay, so going through pride, I feel like with that six of cups there, it's like in your past, your inner child, um, you may have in the past, like growing up, like you think of a kid and you're like, oh my God, mommy, look what I made. Look what I made. And it's like not being acknowledged for that work you did or uh, the pretty picture you did or whatever the case may be. I see a lot of inner child work that comes hand in hand with this or in your past, right? Maybe a soulmate from your past um, made you feel a certain way that you couldn't have a sense of uh, pride within yourself or be proud of yourself is what I see. So it's learning to embrace that um, and honor that aspect of self and working through that with your inner child, working through that through your past. And um, the high priestess here, which is amazing, um, is that you treat this as an intuitive process, right? The high priestess is highly, highly, highly intuitive 
And not only that, but it's like you carry the key to the book of secrets, which is your subconscious, right? Doing that subconscious work, doing that inner child work. And then what the magician here is that you are in complete control to manipulate all elements, um, utilize your own magic, right? Into this part of yourself that may need some TLC, right? Um, so you have the high priestess, you have the magician, and it feels like too, for some, having to walk away from something with the eight of cups that is no longer emotionally fulfilling, that may have shot down your pride. This could be relationship, this could be family. Obviously with the circumstances that are happening in the world right now, we're kind of in this weird spiritual war or this, um, this value conflict, right? That your values are not aligned with someone else's, maybe family, maybe someone that was close to you, but it's like utilize the intuition that you have, right? You, you are highly intuitive and not only that, but you have the magician at hand, you have the magic, the serpent, right? Um, working with those elements within self and, um, to still progress onto your journey because it is going to be a long one, but that's okay. Um, and there's going to be twists and turns and something that's are going to be unexpected, but you know that you'll have full confidence, right? A sense of like, I'm proud of myself for taking this journey because I know that at the end of the tunnel, it is going to be something that I'm extremely proud about and that's going to be emotionally fulfilling. All right. So last person, third person, let's do this. So what is your lesson? Hopefully she pulls the Sancho card. <laughs> Happiness. Yay. I'm aware that being happy means that I'm on the right path. So I feel a couple things with this. Um, I feel a couple things with this, um, which is that I feel in some cases with individuals that are feeling the pressure of the world, it is hard to enjoy certain things right where it's like if i'm happy then it's like well what about like the people like you know the black Lives matters movement or the you know what's the wrongness in the world or everything right but it's like don't devalue your own happiness like spread that spread that awareness spread that positivity it's okay to be proud of yourself and and in your own joy just simply bringing and inviting more joy into your life um let's clarify that happiness tell me about happiness is so true. He almost feel guilty for being happy right now. Yeah. Right? I've actually really enjoyed quarantine and I, I don't say that often, but, um, yeah, I really enjoyed the, the lessons and the learning and the being at home, the slow down. Do you want to know true. why that you enjoyed it? Because the overall energy is purpose. Ooh. It's purpose is I know what I'm, I am here to do. It's like you understand the silver lining of like the quarantine. Right. I get oh, it. Man, there's I so totally many good things it. that are coming from quarantine. It's it's happening, coming in hot. Yeah, seriously. Okay, so we got the two of swords. Oh gosh. Ooh, a lot of communication. Okay, so sword energy. I'm gonna pull one more. Um, just because I feel called to. One more card, please. Happiness, two of swords, and the ace of swords. Take this. We got the devil. Okay. So <laughs> we got two cards we talked about tonight. Yeah. The devil and the tower. See, so love the synchronicities. So what I'm feeling here is that there is a crossroad, right? I feel like there's a decision that needs to be made. Excuse me, needs to be met. 
Um, and the reason being is like, you know, again, that feeling that guilt, right? The guilt where it's like, you know, crossing that heart, right? Where we feel the joy, right? We feel the emotions, right? Any type of emotions where it's like, you are kind of guarding that where it's like, you don't want to feel selfish for feeling a certain way, but it's like, it's needed to be communicated. I feel like the fact that there is a lot of doom and gloom that's going on in the world. It's like, we need to celebrate more of the joy of life through the silver lining, through the chaos. We need to celebrate, you know, these human experiences, these accomplishments. So once you aligned the decision, right? Line your mind and your heart and expose this, um, this feeling, right? Or whatever it is that you're doing. I feel like multiple things, whether it be like new job or like even a new baby or just like typical mundane, but not mundane things. Like obviously due to 2020, it is a little weird, but I feel like it's like, oh, this pressure of not being able to express and verbalize, but it's really just like, put the swords down, go ahead and make this decision, go ahead and communicate with the Ace of Swords. And what I see with the devil here is that, um, I see it more as like this bond, right? Um, it's more of like a sacred bond versus a toxicity or anything that's um, harmful. I feel like it's more of like this Capricorn energy. So I do feel work, right? Maybe a few of you out there are Capricorn and resonating with this where it's like, and I do know my Cappies right now are, are actually thriving a little bit, especially around this full moon that, was it the full moon we had? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah this, uh, this full moon that we just recently had, um, a lot of our Capricorns were, encouraged to be more playful. So maybe this is relating with that. If you do have Capricorn chart, if not, that's totally fine. Um, but just what I see here with the overall energy and with the overall message is that, um, it's okay, you know, to feel joy, you know, you understand that I'm aware that being happy, excuse me, I'm aware that being happy, I'm on the right path, you know, and I feel like because maybe a few of you have dealt with, you know, some darkness and some uncomfortability, but now that you're feeling some joy, celebrate it. I feel like we don't celebrate that enough. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. I love that. I love that we pulled the tower and the devil. Yeah. Yeah. And that tower doesn't come often. We got tower, tower and the devil and the devil. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Hey. I, I like how you call them cappies too. Cappies. Yeah. I, I thought that too. When she said that, I was like, that's really cute. Little cap, yeah. Totally. Little caparoos. Little caparoo. Cappies. Cap, caparoo. Aquarius, aqua, um, Gemini's, Jemmies. Oh. And then the, what about the Libras? Libras. Libras. Uh, I feel like I call Libras. I love the Libras though. Libs. The little, the little Libs. <laughs> well, you can't say anything for Taurus, just Taurus. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But that kind of, I think that kind of or sets Sag. the tone for Tauruses though. Tauruses are just, they're comfortable with being Taurus. Hey, yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Tauruses my Scorpio are like, energy. Tauruses are like, don't make it complicated. I'm just it's Taurus. fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's just Taurus. <laughs> yeah. My Scorpio is Scorp. Yeah. Yeah. I like bite it. Ya. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Yeah. Thank you for doing well, that. That was Absolutely. awesome. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Yeah. We were really excited to have you in because I love, I love my psychics and my tarot yeah. card readers. I was pumped. I was All like, right. oh yeah, I can't wait to meet her. Yeah, if you gonna... both would like a reading, I'll be happy to gift that to you. Oh, thank awesome. you. We're going to take a little break and bring it back around. Yeah, yeah. let's right, do it. So okay. Hold on one second. Are we going to keep it rolling? Yeah. Should I put my, my cards yeah. away? Yeah, you can put your cards away. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you want to, what are we trying to do? Go back to where we were before? Yeah, we're okay. Just gonna, we're just going to make sure that she's Okay. Ooh, that's hot. Should I bring um, Jeremy in for a one card? Yeah. So you can ask about his job? The only thing that I'm worried about right now is, is the time. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. She's in frame, but um, her mic is blocking her face. Okay. It's better. It needs to come up, though. A little higher. Yeah. There we go. That's good. Yeah, this is the ethereal deck. And Ooh, this it's is so pretty. My deck that I work with so pretty are frequently. You, are you making your own deck? I am. You are? I'm so yeah, excited. I, I can't am, wait But I don't want to like tell everyone and announce no, it yet no. because I'm also like that type of person where like in the past where I'm like, I have a great idea. I'm going to do it. And then I tell everyone I don't end up doing it. Yeah. So I have to like discipline myself, but I am in the oh, works of it. Because you said you were an artist. So I was like, oh man, she's going to make her own and it's going to be yeah, awesome. Yeah. Your intuition picked up on yeah, that. Yeah. I'll buy it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm actually looking into because I work with different mediums. I work with charcoal and then or acrylic paints or watercolor. But I started the deck um, as sketches and I did Prismacolor. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. cool. Like, this is cool. But then I was like, saw the new like iPad Pro and I was like, I want to learn how to do that. And that will actually be a lot easier for me to like produce it into oh totally images on so this. much easier so then i'm looking into investing into that pretty soon did you stop this no nope. put this away okay yeah oops it, it, it cut out right after we finished so it's oh i was like no no what i was not <laughs> ready for that now we finished Okay, Tyler, if you could move um, your the boom mic down a little bit and then just a gesture. There we go. I just like wanted this. it out of your face. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Ready? Yeah. All right, we're back. I'm still tripping out about the tower car in the desk. I know that was cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was super cool. Cause I feel like you can, you can read the symbology of the cars, but I almost feel like there was this, like some angels or some guides that were just like, okay, we're listening. See, we're that's here. What yeah, happens. totally. That's what happens to me all the time. Like you I know? swear to God, I'm like, Oh yeah, this thing like earlier today when I, <laughs> so funny before you messaged me to confirm with today, I was, I, I literally heard your voice in my head saying, oh, did you bring your decks? Oh, and I right. was like, yeah. not yeah. even aware. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. And I was like, okay. And then five minutes later you text me and we're like, hey, da, da, da. and you're like, okay, I would advise you to bring the decks. I was like, that's perfect because that's exactly what you told me about five minutes ago in my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I already had them packed. Yeah. I had that moment and I was like looking around my room and I was like, what's going on? I mean, yeah. And if, uh, for all of you watching, she didn't choose any cards. They just jumped out. I don't That's know if you guys true. saw every single card she picked jumped out. They yeah. Didn't, they didn't choose the cards. The cards chose, chose her. her. You mm -hmm. know? Yeah. It's for you so, guys. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for coming in. Yeah, it was Absolutely. awesome. For everybody that wants to 
find Tyler, she actually works at the Awakening Center for Conscious Living, which mm-hmm. is a medical meta, metaphysical shop in Laguna Hills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really beautiful place. And uh, they can get tarot card readings from you there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, um, not through them, but you can find me on my Instagram and we'll set a Zoom appointment. Yeah. She's on social yeah. media, on uh, Instagram at Tyler Victoria with three A's, mm-hmm. not just one, three. 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 Triple throw, A. Gotta yeah. throw three in there. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys are interested in readings, I actually um, got in on one of her IGTV readings that she did mm-hmm. and it was really, really great. It's kind of where kind of the discovery kind of took place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were a lot of people on there that really, really appreciated the energy that she was giving and then the reading as well. Yeah. yeah. You know, fun. I agree. Fun. I agree. I don't do them often, but hey, hey, I'll do some general readings or whatever the case may be once in a blue moon. Yeah. 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 It's, it's good to have you in. We're going to have to have you back. Yes. Yeah. Just, yeah. just about, about talk about just yeah. the, the journey that we're on. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And then we want to hear about the secret you have too. That's yeah, true. I, I love secrets. Secret and divine timing, everyone. Yeah. Yes. Divine timing is very important. <laughs> and divine timing. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Divine Nobody's podcast. You can look for our podcast, of course, on Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We have the visual aspect of it also on YouTube. And she's and very pretty, so you guys want to check out our YouTube. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. But at the, we, we just got added on to iHeartRadio. We sure did. Yeah. So if you guys are on iHeartRadio, um, look for our podcast, the Divine Nobody's uh, podcast. And you can also go directly to our website at www.divine-nobodies.com. Like and subscribe. Also, just send us a review. Also, um, send us a message. Let us know what we're doing. If there's anything you'd like us to talk to you about. Thank you so much for joining us, Tyler. Yes, she was wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. And thank you all for listening. Have a good evening. Namaste. Namaste, friends.